What you think, you see, and you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Welcome to the Think Better, Live Better podcast. We're your hosts, Mark and Angel Chernoff, New York Times bestselling authors and creators of the popular blog, Mark and Angel Hack Life. Today's episode is titled, How to Change the Way You Feel Without Changing Anything Else. Happiness does not start with a relationship, a degree, a job, or money. It starts with your thinking and what you tell yourself today. I had a date scheduled for last night with this guy I started talking to on a dating app. I waited outside the diner where we agreed to meet for 30 minutes past the time we were supposed to meet. He never showed up. All sorts of negative thoughts were running through my head. I I thought maybe he saw me from a distance, you know, and didn't like what he saw and then bailed. Just as I was about to leave, one of my old college friends, Jared, who I haven't seen in nearly a decade, walked up to me with a huge smile on his face and said, Carly, it is so great to see you. You look fantastic. I almost blew him off because of how I felt inside at the moment. I was feeling like crap. But luckily, I pulled myself together enough to engage in a conversation. After we talked in that same spot for quite a while, he said, What are you doing for dinner? We ended up going into the diner I was supposed to eat at with that no-show date and having an amazing conversation filled with laughter. After dinner, he walked me to the car. We exchanged numbers, and he asked me out on a formal date for this Friday night. The story I just read you comes from Carly, one of our recent Think Better, Live Better live event attendees. And of course, I'm sharing this today with permission. Think about how her initial reaction was rooted so heavily in negativity. Her date didn't show up, and she immediately crumbled inside. Now, think about the amazing opportunity she would have missed had she let that negativity endure. And think about how often your negativity gets the best of you. How often do you let your insecurities stop you? Or how often do you judge others for their imperfections? What you need to realize now is that you have a story about yourself and others, or perhaps a series of stories that you recite to yourself daily. This is your mental movie, and it's a feature film that plays on repeat in your mind. Your movie is about who you are and how the world is supposed to be. Your tummy is too flabby. Your skin is too dark or too pale. You aren't smart. You aren't lovable. You aren't good enough just the way you are. And of course, you know, you catch yourself picking out all sorts of imperfections in others as well, and the world at large. Start to pay attention when your movie plays, when you feel anxiety about being who you are or facing the realities of life, because it affects everything you do. Realize that this movie isn't real. It isn't true. It isn't you. It's just a train of thought that can be stopped. A script that can be rewritten. Ready to rewrite the script? Let's start by being honest. Sometimes negativity absolutely dominates our better judgment. So how do we outsmart our own negative tendencies so that we can feel better, behave better, and ultimately live better in the long run? There are many ways, but Angel and I often recommend two simple but not easy practices to our live event attendees and our core students. Number one, practice questioning your stories. You know what they say, don't believe everything you hear or everything you read. Don't believe the gossip columns in every magazine 
the doom and gloom predictions from your coworkers, or the shocking news that you hear on TV until you have verified it. Well, the same concept applies to your inside world, your thoughts. We all have stories about ourselves and others, even if we don't think of them as stories. Case in point, how often do you pause to logically contemplate what you really think about your relationships, your habits, or your challenges? How often, on the other hand, do you just blurt out whatever fleeting emotion comes to mind, like the pre-recorded movie script you've been holding on to, without even thinking straight? Stories can be short, such as, I'm not a good writer, I'm not good at yoga, or I have intrinsic relationship problems. And if we were to dig deeper into your own personal version of these stories, I bet you'd be happy to go on and try to explain why the stories you've been holding on to are real, even though they aren't. They're just stories. So the key practice here is to question your stories. For instance, let's take the writer example. Ask yourself, why do I think I'm not a good writer? What would it look like to be a good writer? Can I describe my current writing in a way that serves me better? You will be surprised by how often the questioning process helps you emerge with a clearer and more accurate version of your story. Give it a try. Number two, practice running your thoughts through three key filters. Sometimes you're in a hurry and not having a great day to boot. On days like this, there's a mental conditioning exercise that Angel and I recommend that's super quick and can help keep your attitude in check. I've been in arguments with Angel in the past, and one of the things I certainly regretted was not filtering my words before saying them. At the time of these arguments, I did not have the right tools, except for thinking, you know, be nice, which does nothing for you when you're really feeling the opposite of nice. Some years later, after some of these initial arguments, I found this simple tool that really helped me shift my behavior, and Angel and I have since shared it with each other and, and practiced it together. So here's how it works. Before you utter anything, run your thoughts through three key filters and don't speak unless you get a resounding yes, okay? Is it true? Is it kind? And is it helpful? So when you're thinking about saying something, ask yourself, is this true? Is it kind? And is it helpful? For example, let's say... A running thought in your head says that your partner doesn't care about you. And you're about to shout those words out because he or she didn't do uh, the last chore you requested of them. Question that thought first. Is it true that my partner doesn't care about me? Is it kind for me to say or think this? Is it helpful for me to say or think this? Remember, you can't take your words back. What's more, you will never regret behaving in a true, kind, and helpful way down the road. So make it a ritual in your life and in the days ahead especially to filter your thoughts through is it true, is it kind, and is it helpful. Leverage the two practices we just talked about to gradually rewrite the script of your mental movie. Learn to recognize the worn-out flicker of your old movie starting up and then stop it. Seriously, whenever you catch yourself reciting lines from your old script, oh, my arms are flabby, or my spouse deserves the silent treatment, flip the script and replace those lines with truer, kinder, and more helpful ones. This takes some practice, but it's worth it. Just keep practicing and forgiving yourself for making mistakes along the way. 
And keep in mind that various kinds of external negativity will attempt to distract you from your new script and your better judgment. Comments from family, news anchors, social media posts, lots of things other people say and do. When you sense negativity coming at you, learn to deflect it. Give it a small push back with a thought like, that remark is not really about me, it's about you. Remember that all people have emotional issues they're dealing with, just like you, and it makes them difficult and thoughtless sometimes. They are doing the best they can or they're not even aware of their issues. In any case, you can learn not to interpret their behaviors as personal attacks and instead see them as non-personal encounters, like an obnoxious little dog barking in the distance, that you can either respond to gracefully or not respond to at all. We might sound like a broken record, right? On some of the, our podcasts here, I mean, we're trying to knock it into your head that there is a, a train of thought that you have going on in your mind, right? About who you are as a person, about how, how people are supposed to behave, about how life is supposed to be. And this train of thought, these stories we tell ourselves, right? Um, our expectations of how things are supposed to be really get in the way of our ability to be graceful in a moment of stress, to be graceful in a moment of disagreement. Um, And so, you know, these three key filters that we talked about here and this idea of kind of rewriting your script, like noticing the mental movie starting up, right? The mental movie of, you know, this person is a selfish person, right? And so the minute you walk into a space with this human being, you know, let's say it's your sister or let's say it's, you know, a friend of yours um, and they've, they've, they've acted selfishly in the past. And now when you enter a space with them, you immediately think to yourself, the mental movie starts playing. This is a selfish person, right? And you start playing this memory from the past. And when you enter that situation, it doesn't mean this other person's an angel, but when you enter a situation with that person and that mental movie is playing, you're going to be on the offensive, right? You are going to be throwing the attacks first, um, whether you realize it or not. And that doesn't help the situation, right? Yep. Yep. And, you know, it's really powerful to understand and process that everything you think is a story, mm-hmm. right? We, whether, you know, we have external events going on, but we're telling ourselves a story about that external event or that person or what's going on in our life. So it really does first begin in our head. So if you can change the perspective on that and say, okay, this is a script that I'm telling myself and how can I flip the script? And then the words you use, um, you know, I, my, Mac, our five-year-old son, I always tell him, I'm like, the words you use should be kind, caring, and loving. And it's so funny how we teach our children these lessons, and yet are we acting in a way that we're leading by example, right? Because that's exactly what this is saying right here. You know, are the words we're about to spew, is it true? Is it kind? Is it helpful? You know, that's right along the same lines of what I tell Mac, you know, are the words you're going to use kind, loving, and caring? And so the same thing, I mean, it's an opportunity for us to pause before we spew out these words, right? So we do have to practice controlling our emotions and taking a three-second pause to question what we're about to say, ask those questions. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it helpful? And then go from there. Right. And, and like you said, a three-second, five-second pause, I mean, this is no time at all. But just the, the willingness, right, and the awareness that it takes to do that is in a practice in itself, right, to catch yourself in that moment where you're about to react, you're about to respond to somebody, and 
okay, I need the three seconds to ask myself those three questions. Is this true? Is it kind? And is it helpful? Is this going to forward my action at all? Yeah. You know, in, in many cases it won't. And we also have to remember that this, you know, the people that we're talking to are probably not well-versed in this either, right? So they're going to enter a situation and they're going to be reactive to us. They're not going to be asking, is it true? Is it kind? Is it helpful? They're, they're going off of sheer emotion based on the stress factors in their own life on any given day. And so we need to kind of be the, the bigger person and give them the space that they need to be in their rut mm-hmm. without us throwing new, new bombs and, and more fuel to the fire, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, simple, but not easy to practice, yep. you know, especially in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And I challenge you to think about what mental script you may be repeating to yourself right now that you don't even realize. So I challenge you to take a few moments today after the, after listening to this podcast and think about what stories are you telling yourself that may necessarily not be true and that you could flip and see a different perspective on. And what stories do some of your loved ones or some of the people in your life who seem to be overly negative or, or naysaying you, you know, and the things that you love, um, what stories are they telling themselves? Like if they're constantly annoying you rather than taking it personally, give yourself some perspective and just think about that. Like what stories might they be telling themselves based on their past experiences, based on their own issues um, that seem like personal attacks against you, but really they're just issues that they themselves are dealing with. Again, I know we've mentioned this before, but I, I can tell you when Angel and I first started our business, right? I was working for the Marine Corps. Uh, Angel had her MBA. She was working as an actual lead store manager for a big retail chain. And, you know, we ran into this very dark season of our lives. And when we first decided, and this was years afterwards, so we start the blog, we start writing on, on markandangel.com as a personal outlet um, for the experiences we were going through, um, we were literally writing on the blog as a public accountability journal. So we were we were kind of writing about what we were learning to step through the grief that we had gone through. We had recently lost two loved ones. We had lost um, a, a breadwinning job in the downturn of the economy, and it was you know we were struggling uh, emotionally. We were struggling financially, and so the blog was initially about that. It was just our story and what we were going through and holding ourselves accountable to to step through that time in our lives. Um, Years later, I mean, it turned into so much more than that. It turned into kind of an online support group. And then a and, and, and few years after that, it was, you know, we got into coaching and, and actually writing books. But um, the point is, is during that transition, there was a lot of pushback, I would say, from family members. There was a lot of pushback from people that were incredibly important in our lives who, you know, sort of said, this is some, this is a passion project of yours. This doesn't need to be your full-time thing, right? Like you shouldn't do that. You might fail. And it felt like a, a personal attack. It felt very negative, right? And yet it wasn't. It really wasn't. What they were saying was not necessarily true, right? It wasn't kind and it wasn't helpful. But they were speaking from with the, in the boundaries of their own limitations, right? And we've talked about this before. They were seriously thinking, I don't want them to fail. Or this isn't something I would do. And so we, we heard a very negative message from the people around us. And it took us a little while to gain the perspective to realize, hey, that's, that's, the, that's the mindset they're coming from. So anyway, I mean, this is something that you're going to fall victim to. It's something that the people in your life are, are going to fall victim to, and you just need to be aware of it. And you need to figure out how to step through it, um, keep, your, keep the perspective in mind, practice it yourself, and then be aware of what's going on around you and the, the things others are going th- through as well. 
Yeah. And if you'd like to keep the conversation going, we'd love to hear what you think. So check us out on our blog at marketangel.com or on any of our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just by searching Marketing Angel. Remember, what you think, you see, you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Live better.